Moncrief on News Talk. To your distant future. Time now for Tell Me Why with Graham Finley. If you have a question for Graham, you can send it in as ever to afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is Why is it easy to fall asleep in front of the TV, but the minute I'm in bed, I lie awake for hours? Uh, and Graham joins us now. Afternoon, Graham. Afternoon. Uh, right. I suppose there are two distinct questions there. So to take the TV one first, is there something intrinsic to televisions that lull people to sleep? Well, there is. And, and what it's actually, those two questions are related because, of course, what's allowing you go to sleep uh, when you're watching TV? I mean, don't watch just anything. If you're watching, I don't know, Straw Dogs or something like that, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not very restful. And in fact, a lot of people seem to suggest that certain programs are good for making you go to sleep, like 30 Rock for whatever, for whatever. Well, mostly the reason is not much happens, which is really disturbing or loud in 30 Rock, yeah. I'm told, like I watch TV. But um, in any case, um, so it, it distracts you from focusing on things which might be making you anxious, the kind of things you ruminate over, you know, when you're not sleeping or when you're, when you're trying to go to sleep. And of course, trying to go to sleep, um, focusing on, on your inability to sleep is the kind of ruminating which prevents you from going to sleep. So, you know, the reason you can go to sleep in front of say, 30 Rock, and then can't go to sleep when you finally say, right, that's enough television, I'm going to go to bed, is, is to start with just that you're in bed, you're alone with your thoughts, and uh, whereas when you're watching 30 Rock, you're thinking about Tina Fey. So, you know, that, that's the most simple thing. And, and again, if you're having trouble going to sleep, all of these kinds of low-level, non-sort of loud, uh, and with lots and lots of flashing light distractions are going to really help you go to sleep. And so you can try to do this in bed by reading a book, a physical book, I know, uh, you know, in bed uh, for about 20 or 30 minutes. But then if it's not working, you should get up and change your location because another thing which might be happening if you, if you can fall asleep all the time and you do fall asleep in front of the television is that you associate it with going to sleep. And so, you know, you can make yourself more likely to go to sleep if you put on pajamas, if you wear pajamas, mm. just before going to bed or, or, you know, plumping up the pillow like your dog, right, or whatever you do, right, you know, um, that association can, can make it work. Whereas, so if you're in bed and you're not sleeping, you can actually develop an association with not sleeping in your bed, which is obviously not great. So, <laughs> so it's good to get up, uh, go and, and read a physical book, listen to a podcast. I know people who... Um, listen to this slot as a podcast when when they have insomnia, which I think is a compliment. Uh, and um, and there are even apps which have been developed by cognitive scientists, which um, don't involve a lot of blue light, which is also a problem, but uh, do give you sort of random phrases uh, or ask you to visualize drawing certain kind of scenes, which are really random, uh, which are uh, supposed to disrupt your, your your focus on things which might be making you anxious. Yeah. Now, the, the, I always thought, I mean, it's something that comes up uh, a lot for kids, say, and screen time. Don't give them screen time before they go to, uh, uh, to bed because it overstimulates them. Yet you have all sorts of adults uh, who, who it doesn't seem to stimulate them and actually does the opposite effect uh, on them. Yeah, well, a lot of that has to do with the the level of light you get from a television. So, you know, uh, we, are, we are being programmed, you know, we developed the, the processes in our body which tell us to go to sleep basically the same way flies do, right? I mean, it's all the same kind of receptors in the same cycles, but we developed them when we didn't have tablets. And so, you know, we didn't have tablets to make us go to sleep and we didn't have tablets which were keeping us awake. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know we, so the melatonin starts getting produced a couple hours after it gets dark. 
Um, and of course, if you have indoor lighting, like we do now, it's going to, to suppress the, the production of that melatonin and, and make it harder for you to go to sleep. So your, your body really wants you to go to sleep, you know, about the couple hours after it physically gets dark outside. But of course, we can, we don't have to do that now. So all of that, so that indoor light really does have an effect on your, your ability to sleep. But the light coming off a television, which is, say, more than six feet away, um, is a lot less bright than that of a, maybe a very bright tablet or of an overhead light bulb, which is right in your face. And, and so TV is definitely better for making you go to sleep than, than looking at something on a tablet. And I, and I imagine that you know, not too many people you know, find themselves having fallen asleep watching something on an iPad or whatever, right? probably because they're woken up when it falls on their foot or something like that. So, so, so there's that reason. The light, it just isn't that bright. But it does have an effect on your sleep. You, know, the sound, you, you still perceive the light even when you're sleeping. So it's going into your eyes through your eyelids, which you know, are not completely you know, like screens or anything or, or curtains, which are keeping the light out. Sounds, you're still processing the sounds uh, in your sleep. And again, that may be why, and, and science really has let us down here. They haven't investigated enough about why we always wake up when the credits roll in a movie or in a television <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, it may well be that the, the sound changes. Now, whether it's loud music over the credits or whether it's it's quieter in the credits, but um, for whatever reason, you know those kinds of changes are being perceived by people when they're sleeping, and it's going to affect affect your sleep. It's going to prevent you from getting to that deep REM sleep, which is which is you know really important to your health and just about every aspect of your body. Uh, does that mean then that, that that the sleep you get in front of the TV isn't quality sleep? It it may not be. I mean, again, if you've got a television which is across the room, uh, and it's you know it's not super bright, then you know, it, it, it might be less of an effect than, then yeah, of course, it's not as good as sleeping in a super dark room, you know, with no light sources or sound sources, ideally at all, right? So yeah, it's not, it not, not necessarily quality sleep. And the closer you are to whatever the source of it is, the, you know, the more your sleep will be disturbed. The other thing is that, um, you know, you can set, I mean, I understand why these are all on there. You can set on most televisions, a sort of sleep function. So, you know, if you do find yourself falling in front of, asleep in front of the TV, you can know that about yourself and have it turn itself off, you know, at a certain time or, you know, after 30 minutes or whatever, right? So, but I mean, I think a lot of people seem to use television as a way of getting to sleep and that in the long run could, you know, affect the quality of your sleep, but also, you know, be the sign maybe of that, you, you know, you, you really are, have such a disruption of your sleep from anxiety or other things which are bothering you. That, that you might want to you know, talk to someone about it or you might want to try and wean yourself off of, um, of 30 Rock or whatever. Uh, <laughs> One thing you can do, which mm -hmm. is very helpful, is um, uh, write down a list of things you need to do. Uh, now, you, it's even better if you do it earlier in the day so you, you realize you've, you've sorted that out. But even if you, you can't sleep and you wake up and you write down a to-do list and, and don't put, I want to go to sleep, right, or go to sleep at the top of that <laughs> list, right? Um, apparently, you will go to sleep nine minutes faster than if you wrote down a list of the things you've already done during the day. So, so that's something, you know, type A people can do to, to get themselves through this. Mm, right. So, and isn't there a thing about blue light? Can you get some sort of filter on the blue light that can maybe help it a bit? Sure. I've been experimenting with this myself, you know, trying to turn the, the blue light, you know, turn on the, the sleep filters or the night filters on, on my computers and phones and stuff like that. I think it actually works. And blue light, yeah, blue light, these short waves, which are abundant in artificial lighting and in television shows and things like that. 
um, you can you can you know put a filter now most televisions as far as I don't don't know I don't think they have sleep filters on them they don't have the blue light so one site I looked at somewhat preposterously told you to get these blue blockers uh, sunglasses I don't even know if they still make them but they were all the rage uh, and being sold on television in the say the early 2000s or even earlier um, I think you'd feel like a bit of an Egypt watching television with giant blue blocker sunglasses on in the middle of the night but you know to each his own. Yeah. But yeah, so if you can reduce the blue light coming in, you know, 30 Rock might look a little funny. People will be more orange than, than you'd probably like. But, you know, that does seem to help because, again, that artificial light is much more abundant when the sun is shining, right? It, you know, and, and it's just not really there in the dark. And, and so, again, our bodies just are not expecting it at nighttime. Uh, plus also, okay, then you, you know, you, you fall asleep in front of the TV, then you wake up just when it's finishing, then you go up to bed and then your thoughts start racing. But if you're in bed and you genuinely have something to worry about, isn't that then a natural reaction to that? Well, that is a, a probably good. I mean, again, all of us have things to worry about. Uh, and of course, we need to learn to live our lives without letting it harm our ability to, to live that life. Otherwise, we'll have even more to worry about. You can see how this would be a very negative cycle. Uh, so, you know, all of us are under stress at this time, I think, which is one of the striking things about this whole pandemic. But, you know, we all have to learn ways of coping with it. And that, I mean, the most important one is is sleep. People who um, are regularly suffer from insomnia, and it's a truly incredible number of people, about 6 to 30% of human beings are suffering from insomnia at any given time, mm. right? Uh, and almost all of us, I mean, almost like 50% of people have had an insomniac episode sort of recently. It's just, um, it's a huge thing. Um, but complete, so it's, so it's a real thing, which everybody's, you know, dealing with at some point in their lives, right? And at some point, probably recently. But at the, um, you know, if you actually have no sleep at all, it's this terrifying condition. It's incredibly rare, which is good, called, um, you know, familiar, fatal familial and insomnia, which, um, you know, you can't, you actually don't sleep at all. And the actual progress of the condition is such that almost everybody is dead within 24 months. Oh my gosh. And it's just truly horrifying, you know, convulsions. And I mean, that's awful, awful, but almost everybody, um, you know, gets some sleep, even if it feels like they don't get any sleep. Mm. And uh, quite a few people have this really interesting condition called, uh, subjective sleep misperception, which is where you think you have insomnia, but you don't. So, <laughs> so you think, oh, I didn't get a wink last night. I was tossing and turning. I barely slept. And you, you have been sleeping, right? Um, and, and one way, first, we can observe people and, and see that they were, in fact, sleeping. We can even you know, look at their brain waves and things like that. But these people don't experience sort of drowsiness during the day or any of the other after, after effects of, uh, of, of actual insomnia. But it's, it's surprisingly, it's surprisingly uh, frequently encountered that there are people who think they're insomniacs but aren't. Fascinating stuff. Graham, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, Graham Finley, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We're going to take a commercial break after that. Should deplatforming be banned? Moncrief on Newstalk.